the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Timothy, the fourth chapter. Dear ones, I'm going to start reading at verse 11. Notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, These things command and teach. Let no man despise your youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that your profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you shall both save yourself and them that hear you. My friends, uh, I would like for us to revisit uh, one more time the text of Scripture that we have been examining and discussing now for the last several weeks. We've been dealing with this text here in 1 Timothy for the last several weeks. So I'd like for us to revisit it one more time, uh, to examine it and to discuss what the Word of God has to say to us in this passage of Scripture um, that is found for us here in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Um, And the topic that we have been addressing as we've been looking at this passage of Scripture, dear ones, the topic has been this, the fixtures of a faithful servant. The fixtures of a faithful servant. Now, up to this point in our discussion, we have been looking at what the Apostle Paul has been saying and encouraging his younger of his younger mentee in the pastoral work, his younger apprentice, if you will, in pastoral work, whose name was Timothy. Um, we've been looking at what Paul has been saying to him as he's been encouraging him and instructing him on the things that he needed to do in his own life, and then he needed to transmit and transfer these same things onto other people. So Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, these are the things you need to do, but then you also need to transmit 
transfer and transmit these things to other people so that they can begin to implement these things in their lives also. And all of the things that Paul is talking to Timothy about, they all center around those things, those fixtures, if you will, uh, that need to become a fixed and consistent part of any person's life that is looking to serve the Lord in a way that is fruitful and that is effective and that is lasting. If you want to serve the Lord in any type of way that is fruitful, that is effective, and that's going to last the test of time, the tests of time, if you want to do that, you need to pay attention to what Paul is telling Timothy here. We need to pay attention to it and we need to begin to implement these things in our own lives. Now, I'm hoping we've, as I said, we've been dealing with this now for several weeks. We've been working just through this short passage of scripture, verse 11 to 16, just like six, seven verses of scripture. And we've been working with it and working with it. And I'm hoping, dear ones, that all of us in here are learning that it is a serious thing when you take on the responsibility of seeking to serve the Lord. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. This is a real thing. This is not something that you do on a part-time basis or a, a, a kind of, sort of kind of thing. No, it's a real thing. Because souls' lives are at stake. People's destinies are in the balance. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that need to be taken into consideration. And it also goes into what Elder Jefferson has said. There was, when you see a saint of God fall away, that is a horrible thing. That is a, that is a devastating thing. And so we need to take seriously what Paul has been saying to Timothy. And he's trying to encourage Timothy and instruct Timothy and then tell him, Timothy, tell the people that you're ministering to. Tell them to begin to take these things and imply them, implement them, apply them to their own lives so that they can be fruitful, they can be lasting, they can be enduring in the work that God has for them to do. Now, up to this point, we have covered the policy that Paul tells Timothy he is, to, he is to implement. He tells him in verse 11 that he is to command or give instruction to them concerning these areas. And then he is to teach them. Paul tells them, Timothy, command and teach these things. Give them direction, command them, give them direction in it, but then teach them about it. Give them instruction on how they are to apply it to their own lives. Then he goes on to talk to Timothy in verse 12 about the pattern of Timothy's life that he needs to now begin to set before others so that they can follow it. He says, Timothy, be an example of the believers or an example to the believers of what it looks like. In your words, in your conversation, in your spirit, in your faith. Give them a picture of what it looks like to walk before the Lord and live for the Lord. Then he goes on to talk to Timothy in verse 13 about the preparation that Timothy is to involve himself in. He says, give attendance till I come. Give attendance to these three areas. To, to exhortation, to doctrine, and to, he says, and to uh, reading. He says, reading, exhortation, and doctrine. Pay attention. Give attention to these three areas. And I tried to break down last week, dear ones, why those three areas are so vitally important. You need to pay attention to those three areas. And then the last thing that we dealt with last week was the precautions that Paul tells Timothy that he needs to pay attention to. He says that in verse, uh, verse uh, 14, neglect not the gift that is in you. There are some precautions, Timothy, that you need to pay attention to so that you do not become lax. You do not become careless. You do not become heedless 
in the work that God has called for you to do. So now we want to begin to look at the final two areas and the final two subjects that Paul now begins to address with Timothy. And the first one of those, dear ones, it has to do with those things that Timothy is to preoccupy himself with. Paul now begins to talk to Timothy about those areas that he is to preoccupy himself with. Because notice what he says in verse 15. He says, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Now, dear ones, as we begin to look at our text, the first thing that we want to take note of is that Paul uses two distinct phrases to describe for Timothy the level and the degree of preoccupation that he is to have concerning these areas. So Paul tells Timothy, he uses two distinct phrases to try and help Timothy understand the level and the degree of preoccupation that he is to have with these areas. Um, the first, he first tells him that he is to meditate upon these things. And the word meditate that is used here, it comes from a Greek word that means to take care of something or to take care for something. So Paul says, he says, meditate upon these things. And a word means to take care of something or take care for something. But dear ones, as you press a little bit farther into that word, it also carries the meaning to allow something to revolve in your mind. To allow something to revolve in your mind. So that it becomes something that even when it is not the primary thing that you are focusing on at that particular time, it is still something that is there on the periphery of your thoughts. It, is, it has not left your thoughts completely. And your mind is still working with it, still working through it, and still dealing with it in one way or another. Amen. Paul tells Timothy, Timothy... Meditate upon these things. Allow, the, allow your mind to revolve around the things that I've been talking to you about. Allow them to be in your thoughts. Let your focus revolve around these things. Now, and so here we see Paul telling Timothy that all of the things that he has said to him up to this point about the pattern that he is to set before others, the preparation that he is to take for himself, and the precautions that he is to be aware of, all of these things, Paul tells Timothy that he needs to allow those things to revolve around in his mind. So that even when they are not the primary things that he has having to address, these things continue to be on the periphery of his thoughts so that he never loses sight of them and he never loses sight of their significance Lord have mercy and so Paul is telling Timothy Timothy allow these things to be on the periphery of your thoughts allow them to revolve around in your mind never lose sight of the importance of these things never lose sight of the significance of these things never lose sight of the value that these things will have for you and for the work that God is calling you to do. Amen. Lord have mercy. Now, dear ones, I need to spend a little bit of more a little bit more time dealing with this point. Because what we see Paul saying to Timothy here becomes especially important for all of us to pay attention to when we take into consideration the fact that Paul was a bivocational preacher. Paul was a bivocational preacher. He said, well, bivocational, what's that, what's that mean? <laughs> what's, what's that got to do with anything? Lord have mercy. 
A bivocational preacher is a person who is actively involved in the work of ministry, but they also have another job. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Paul had another job. Paul's other job was tent making. And we know that because of what we're told in the book of Acts, the 18th chapter. So hold your finger here and everybody turn to the book of Acts, the 18th chapter. Because notice what we're told there. Acts, the 18th chapter. Notice what it says in the first three verses. It says, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. Here we go. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought or and worked. For by their occupation, they were tent makers. And so Paul had another job. He was a bivocational preacher. His other job was tent making. And dear ones, so when we, when we see Paul telling Timothy that he is to meditate upon these things, he is letting Timothy know that even when he is involved in other things and it is not the primary thing that he is thinking about at that particular time and needing to address, the things that he is saying to him still need to be revolving around in his mind. Amen. So Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, while I'm working to make tents, I'm still thinking about the things I'm telling you you need to think about. Yeah. While I'm busy working to make, while I'm busy working in the, in, in, in the warehouse, stocking shelves, I need to allow these things to rotate around in my mind. When I'm busy dealing with the fish at the fish factory, I still need to allow these things to mo- rotate and revolve in my thoughts. What the Word of God is saying about the call that God has given to me and the work that He is calling me to do. When I'm dealing with bodies and having to go here and there and drive to all different places. 
I still need to drive. As I'm driving down the road, paying attention to the signs, paying attention to the speed limit, paying attention to the directions, I need to pay attention to what God has said in his word about the work that he's calling me to do. Lord have mercy. I feel my help coming now. I need to pay attention to these things. I need to allow them to revolve. So even when they're not on the forefront of my thought, they're still on the periphery of my mind. I'm still thinking about these things. Lord have mercy. I can remember times where we're in the fire department. We're, we're fighting fires and we're doing things. And I'm on the pump panel pulling levers and supplying water and making sure pressures are right. And while I'm there, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit talk to me about a scripture that I need to preach about. I'm still paying attention. Everybody's getting stuff. Everybody go home. Everybody went home safe. But I'm still taking mental notes. Lord have mercy. Because you're allowing your mind on the periphery to think about these things. But there was notice that Paul follows up on what he says to Timothy here by telling him that he is to give himself wholly to these things. Now there was this phrase in the Greek, it literally means be in it. That's what it means. You look, you look in the text and you're thinking it's going to be some deep, heavy word. You're looking it up and you're reading it in the book and you're, you're looking at the different things. Okay, what's that mean? Be in it. That's it. <laughs> be in it. So Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, meditate upon these things. And Timothy, by the way, be in it. Get in it. Give yourself completely to it. Invest yourself in these things. Now this phrase, dear ones, and what Paul is saying to Timothy becomes especially important for us to take note of because, dear ones, for Paul, and what Paul is saying here, it takes special implications and significance for us to take note of because Paul, for Paul, his primary job that he earned money from was not preaching. It was from tent making. Tent making was the line of work that Paul did that enabled him to earn his living. And so for Paul, it would have been really easy for him to conclude, since tent making is the line of work that I do that enables me to earn my living and pay my bills, I need to invest myself into that more than what I need to invest into what God is calling me to do. Because I need to make my money. I need to get my. I need to be able to pay my bills. I got to do what I got to do. I have to handle my business. And so for Paul, it, it, it would have been very easy for Paul to make the work that God had called him to do. Here we go now. It would have been very easy for Paul to make preaching his side hustle. Yes, amen. His side hustle. That's what we call it today. Folks call it my. I got my side hustle going on. My, my daughter Jessica, our daughter Jessica was talking to us. And she was saying, I got my side hustle going. And me and, me and, Ki, me and Sister Ann looked at each other and said, side hustle? What, what, what are you doing? You doing a hustle on the side? Or what are you doing? She said, no, I'm an I'm Uber driver. I'm like, what? No, no she, she ain't doing it no more. She stopped doing it. But for the time, she was, had a side hustle going on. There was a lot of folks got a side hustle, a part-time thing that they do. It would have been very easy for Paul to say, because tent making is the primary thing that I do to earn my living, preaching and ministering has to be my side hustle. 
It can't be the primary thing. It has to become something that is secondary in my life. And so, dear ones, as we talk about this point, it brings into our discussion the difference and the distinction between your calling and your job. It brings into the discussion the distinction and the difference between your calling and your job, between your purpose and your professional occupation, and between what you were created to do by God in comparison to the line of work that you may currently be involved in. For many a person, dear ones, we, they, you hear people talk about you know, ch- following after their dreams and, and what are you doing? I'm living the dream. Well, there are a lot of folks that ain't living their dream. Amen. That line of work that they're doing right now is not what they have been created to do. It's not what they've been called to do. It's not their dream. But it is the thing that God has given to you and provided for you to be able to take care of your, bit of your responsibilities and your financial obligations. And you need to be faithful to do what God has allowed you to be able to do. Amen. But dear ones, never allow making money to cause you to lose sight of what God has called you to do for His kingdom. Amen. Never allow making more money or making, getting, getting more profit or, or moving up in a position. Never allow that to usurp what God has called you to do and created you to do and ordained for you to fulfill for His kingdom and for His glory. Many of us are focused on your glory, not God's glory. You're focused on your kingdom, not God's kingdom. And Paul is saying, Timothy... Make sure you keep these things in proper perspective. Yes. Make sure you keep these things in their proper balance. Because, dear ones, for many people involved in ministry, myself being included in this number, for many people, dear ones, the line of work that you are currently doing is what the Lord has given you to do and provided for you so that you are now able to care for yourself and for your families. But, dear ones, for many a person, what you are currently doing is not the primary thing that God has created you for and called you to do for His kingdom and for His glory. And so it is because of this that we need to be careful about and be on guard against the danger of getting so focused on the temporal that we lose sight of the eternal. We need to be careful not to get so focused on the temporal that we lose sight of the eternal. That we get so focused on making money or earning more money or working more so that we can advance ourselves in those things and in those areas that we're currently working in that we lose sight of those things that God has called us to do and created us to do. We need to be mindful about that. Paul here is letting Timothy know and by extension letting us know as well that the thing that he is doing that needs... that. The thing that he's doing, it needs to be the primary focus of his life. And the thing that needs to get the very best of him is not necessarily the line of work that he's doing in this life, but what God has called him to do and created him to do. Now, dear ones, I want to be clear on this point. I want everybody to understand what I'm saying, because I'm not saying to slack off on your on your jobs. And I'm not saying to, to, to skip work. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I am saying is do not become so focused 
on things of this life that you lose sight of those things that have eternal significance. Those things that God has called each and every one of us to do. I will still report for work when my time for for duty comes. When 7.30 arrives, when the morning morning that I'm supposed to go to work, 7.30 hit, Lord say the same, I'm going to be at the fire station, working on the fire engine, doing my job to the best of the abilities that God has given me and allowed me to have. I'm going to be there performing those functions, hopefully faithfully. But while I'm doing that, I'm still going to be thinking about, Lord, what you want me to say next Sunday? Lord, what would you have me to say? Lord, what does that that text mean? Talk to me. Speak to me. While we're inspecting, Lord, speak to me. While while I'm driving, Lord, speak to me. While, While I'm doing first aid for somebody, Lord, speak to me. We want to multitask on a whole bunch of other stuff. Dear ones, we need to learn how to multitask in this. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.